All right, guys, I know you love the sport of hockey, and I know you love making money. So let's bring those two things together. MyBookie.ag has teamed up with the Hockey Podcast Network to bring you a great deal. Use the promo code THPN, and MyBookie will match your initial deposit 50% all the way up to $1,000. So you deposit $500, you get $250 to play with in free wagers. That's a can't-lose situation, folks. Use the promo code THPN on MyBookie.ag. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast. This is episode number 40, folks. And what an episode it is. I'm joined, as always, by Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm pumped for this episode. I, I'm pumped. I'm producer T, by the way. I don't say that. Oh, yeah, there you go. But uh, I'm pumped, too. It's going to be a great episode. It's a special feature. Um, we've got uh, a great big game coming up. How are you? we got a big game coming up on the weekend, on Saturday, against Minnesota. Um, so what did we do, Dylan? We have an interview, folks, with Isha Jerome right from there. the Soda Pod. We got Isha on. We did a roundtable. We threw it back to our days when we were all together on the radio show. Back to the chilly um, days. It's fantastic content, folks. You're going to love it. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be quite a shorter, well, not a shorter episode, a longer episode. It is going to be a longer one, yep. We're going to be doing the uh, interview, and then we will be doing an open phone segment, as always, the Sharks line. Um, but the interview is the bulk. The interview um, is for sure the bulk. There's a, it was, but it's it was, fun. It's a great time. We touched on so yeah. much. We talked sharks. We talked uh, Minnesota Wild. Just a wild. good hockey talk. You yeah, know? we talked uh, <laughs> the depths of hell in Chile. Like we, we really did. like we talked about. We and, did. Uh, we we haven't really talked about Chile too much on this show. No. And I feel like you know at some point maybe we should. Maybe, maybe we, that's maybe a summer we will. Thing. That a is summer. a summer thing. I feel like that's going to be something we're going to be running with in the summer. Yeah. Um, before we get into the interview, folks, though, remember to follow the the uh, podcast at Stick Hungry Pod on Twitter. Remember, you can follow myself at producer underscore T-E-E. You can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. I, I can't, you'll, you'll hear this on the interview, Yeah, but Isha, sa- Isha says my Twitter handles at D-Y-L underscore Stick and Rink is pretty funny. That, yeah. that was the uh, old chili shout out. To the old uh, Vancouver. Old, the, the old Vancouver days. Uh, you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Uh, always great contest going on there. There is. And talking about the interview, Dylan, I think we should just uh, get right on into it. I know you're going to dig this. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Isha Dromi at VI Sports Talk, uh, joined with Dylan Kayser and producer T-Boys. I've been looking forward to this one all season. Um, this is a throwback to the days where we all did radio together in the depths of hell, CHLY 1017. How are you? Oh man, it's been a long time coming, and yeah, th- those were some crazy times at that radio station. That that really was a dungeon, man. It had it had a kind of vibe about it, you know, a kind of leaky roof, uh, sewage kind of vibe. It's one of the few places that gave me nightmares after that rat. Oh yeah, we saw live rats in that, that place. Literally, yes. still gives me like nightmares. One of the older buildings of Nanaimo, British Columbia, and it was under uh, one of the only like rock and roll clubs. You know, like I guess alternative uh, music clubs, like 
actual bands come to this place, folks. It's not like a music club you see in the city. Is there next week? I'm going to. Are you serious? I'm going to. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's well. It's kind of funny. Like we had a we had a two hour show. And as soon as the second hour hit, all of a sudden the roof would start bouncing yeah, because the, the club would start, right? The blues club would start. The blues jam. Yeah. Blues. Yeah. I love it. Totally forgot cool about that. I was talking about the cool cat with uh, Lyndon Wood from the cool hood today, cat. actually. Uh, cool cat was another character. Well, man, if we ever like get together for some uh, trail infused summer episodes, I mean, we have so much shit that we oh, can talk about from our time in radio. I don't know if you've ever brought it up on your podcast, the Stick Hungry podcast. Um, you know, anything related to the cool cat. I think I might no, no. have mentioned him once. We're, we're more family friendly. We don't really bring up crazy cats like <laughs> family that. Family friendly, but you know what I got in my hand? I got an explanation for you, Nate. So family friendly, I'll tell you that much. Oh, I'm holding a uh, measuring cup right now. People listening to the soda pod have no idea what I'm talking about. Unless you've, you know, listened to the Stick Hungry. People in the Stick Hungry podcast are... I'm kind of sad to say that people that listen to the Stick Hungry podcast know what we're talking about there. We got to make a meme of a measuring cup now and always be uh, related <laughs> yeah. to your show. You know, Shane was actually, he texted me after uh, listening. He said he was upset and he wants me to call him and tell him uh, what, you know, what you guys wouldn't play of mine on your show. Oh, yeah. No, he oh, uh, yeah. he called us too asking yeah. about it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, he did actually. I, I think it was just, you know, a good candid conversation about how to wanted, how to measure yeah. a dick in, in a measuring cup? I think that's really what it was. You what it was about tips? I think I think you tips wanted and tricks whatever, and then, whatever hints you had for him. Exactly. And then and then Isha took it a little too far. Yeah. And like we said, we we try to be family friendly. We we have some younger uh, listeners on on our show. So uh, well, I'll give you an example, producer T, before I leave here, and I guarantee you, it ain't, ain't going to be family friendly. But we do have to talk a yeah. little bit of hockey here, right? I mean. <laughs> I, oh I yeah, that's that's what we're doing here. Especially with your team in the news, man. Ooh, oh, news. well, they just got a, a four-zip win over Vegas at the time of this recording, too, Wednesday night. So they're in the news for uh, more than one reason. But I think how we're gonna do this because this isn't gonna be like a traditional interview. We're you know we're friends here. Like I said, we used to do a radio show together. Dylan and I, you know, we started the Soda Pod together before you know, you you moved to helping out producer T full time, and now your guys' show is. It's, it's truly incredible. I just want to say before we get into hockey truly talk, that like, it really is, guys. I know you guys have a lot of fun, and you and you stay Kirkby Pod. Boys, I'm not even kidding. Like, I I, I listen to your show every single uh, well twice a week. You know, wake up it. in the morning, make sure I download it, and head to work because you can be a Sharks fan and appreciate what you guys are doing. You can be a hockey fan and appreciate what you guys are doing. Hell, and you can just be one of the people. An everyday person and appreciate what, what you're doing. You know, measuring dicks and, and measuring cups and, uh, and letting Shane rap on your show. But anyways, um, so how we're going to do this interview, and again, joined by uh, Dylan Kayser at DYL underscore Stick and Rink and producer T. Hey, hey, no, it's not. That's oh, not what is it? Uh, damn it. I did it <laughs> underscore Dylan, Stick and Rink. I don't even, I don't even host Dylan, that show. What is it's your, so, but boys, boys, it's so fitting that I would make the mistake with you guys here on the podcast. Yeah. DYL yeah. underscore THPN. There and then, of course, mm. producer T uh, uh, to your left there at producer underscore T E E. Uh, how are we going to do better this? better than me. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's true, he does. <laughs> We're going to bounce a few questions off each other, you know, uh, focused on the respective teams that we cover. But full disclosure, folks, like it did in the little intro there, uh, it, it may go off the rails. We may bring in some other hockey topics. 
we kind of got a, a joined Isha, episode. Isha, this, this episode did not start on the rails, so we can't go off the rails. It fair. just doesn't work, right? Uh, I like I like the way you think. Um, do you guys want to start off? You want to you know ask some questions about the wild? I mean, I'll, well, I'll well, there, I think there's an wrong. obvious one, right? Yeah, just you know, since since you have been like I said earlier, you you have been in the news with uh, a big blockbuster trade. I think. Probably, oh, I thought probably, you were gonna say a measuring cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one you know a bigger bigger trade this. Uh, this end of uh, Christmas, so yeah. yeah, two weeks prior to the trade deadline. I mean, Ooh. I I didn't I expected that if Minnesota made a move, it it wouldn't be on the deadline. Now it could have been a couple days too, or a couple days prior to, or you know, like two weeks uh, before, like what just happened. And I don't know if the Wild are done yet, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, Jason Zucker traded for a per uh, a defensive prospect. Um, Alex Galchenyuk and the Pittsburgh's first round pick. Now, I believe the condition on that pick is if Pittsburgh uh, doesn't make the playoffs, then the pick becomes a twenty twenty one first round yeah. pick. Right. But uh, yeah. but the but the pick, Pittsburgh Penguins they're making the the playoffs, and um, you know, Kalen Addison, a very respected defensive prospect, he was on the World Junior Team Canada this year. I mean, he's an offensive type of player. I mean, he's more that B plus to A grade of prospect. Um, a first round pick, which now the wild will be going in with three picks in the top 40, two in the first round, which is, which is awesome. Uh, this upcoming draft and, you know, they got a player to fill in Jason Zucker's spot for the, for the rest of the season. Alex Galchenyuk at the national hockey league level is a winger, um, versus a center, which is what, you know, Montreal tested him at. That's when he was drafted into the league at, but he never really seemed to work out. Uh, Galchenyuk's a UFA come the end of the season and, you know, the Wild basically shipped out Zucker's contract. And it's not like they were – it's not like they're uh, binded to the cap right now, but they do have the contracts of Zuccarello, uh, Suter, Parise, now Spurgeon. You know, they're on the books for a while. Zucker had three more years, and they needed a potential opening for uh, Kirill Kaprasov. And it's just kind of a win-win for both teams. Jason Zucker's a fast player, fits the Pittsburgh system. He's going to look great with Crosby. And, you know, the Minnesota Wild, they got a filler player who's up. There's more upside to him. Right now, he's at a low. I mean, some people are saying that his value was only at a fourth-round pick. So that the Minnesota Wilds, like, he was actually the throw-in for this trade where a lot of people were thinking it's Alex Galchenyuk and, you know, one of the other two pieces. And then the rest was just, you know, a win for Billy Garrett. But, no, I think the first and uh, the young prospect were, you know, that was the crux of the value for Jason Zucker and Alex Galchenyuk, you know. He was the throw-in because the Wild, you know, they're still trying to make playoffs. And tell me, what do Minnesota Wild fans think about this trade? I mean, I know Jason Zucker, everyone loves that guy in Minnesota, but, you know, they got a pretty good return like you just listed. What do the fans think of this trade? Overall, I think the fans are happy. They know that, listen, for the last two years, they've been expecting Jason Zucker. Yeah, fucking listen, everybody. I'm sitting, I'm taking notes. They've been expecting this move. I mean, last year, there were two deals that were nixed. I mean, Jason Zucker was going to go to Calgary. Great he nixed that deal. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason Zucker was going to go to Pittsburgh, and but Phil Kessel, who was involved in that deal, nixed that deal. So he was already prepared to be traded twice. Um, and this year, he rumblings kind of started a few weeks ago when um, the Minnesota Wild were actually you know putting together uh, a run here, and they, they actually have a chance. They're only five points back of the, the Jets with games in hand. Um, in the last wild card spot, 
And I think that they do need to get younger because they have some good prospects, but I wouldn't say the pool is necessarily deep. And Billy Guerin needed to make his mark on this team. And Jason Zucker, I think, was a trade that, you know, in funding his, in his press conference, he said that, you know, he was on the other end of bringing him to Pittsburgh last season. So yet there were a lot of uh, strings left to be pulled here in this trade, and he got it done with Jimmy Rutherford. So do you think Bill Guerin's done? Do you think he's going to sit down and say, you know what, this was a good trade, I'm going to leave it at that? Or do you think he's going to be pretty aggressive and uh, try and make some more moves at the trade deadline or even before? Well, it's funny you make that term aggressive. Um, like, what do you think he's being aggressive for? Like, and then I kind of ask that, you know, generally, like, is he being aggressive to acquire pieces to make the playoffs? Or is he being aggressive in the turnaround of this team? Because if you think about it, uh, Chuck Fletcher's young core, you know, the Nino Niederreiters, um, you, you, you can talk about Charlie Coyle, you can go through the list. Granlund, they're all gone. This is now a new chapter, and it's not a strong new chapter of young players. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Luke Cunning. 12 goals, 26 points this season in, his, you know, in a season where he has a ton of responsibility in a full-time role. Same with you know, Erickson Eck with a respectable 24 points on the season. They're good young players, but they're not going to be the next players. They're not Kirill Kaprasov prospects. So going back to it, I think that if there is a move to be made that can help this team both you know, fill in a need, which is at center, and, uh, and not deteriorate from the roster right now, I think that move will be made. He also said in this press uh, conference today, boys, that if uh, if any of his players take their feet off the gas, there will be more trades. So he's not afraid to move anyone. You know, he has a big enough sample size of what this team is now. And, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is Jason Zucker, his shooting percentage was at a high this year. It, it fluctuates up and down. And he's a speed player who needs to fit a, a speed system. Now, he looked great in Minnesota. It's not like that, you know, deteriorated – uh, from, from the play of the Wild by any means. But the Wild, they're a slow-passing team through the neutral zone, and they play hard D. He's going to thrive somewhere else, points-wise. So, so, you know, you, so you mentioned that the Wild are still very much in the playoff race, but do you think this trade is more of a signal of a rebuild in the making rather than a playoff push for, for the Cup coming up? I'd say a retool versus a rebuild, and some people may be rolling. Don't, their don't eyes you love through. that word? Don't you love the word retool? Well, from okay, within a Vancouver Canucks market, no, but yeah. I understand you know the meaning of it for teams like I'll throw it to the Sharks for example. You got players under contract long term that you just can't move. You know, it's sure it's going to be very difficult to move. It may be a headache to move. Vlasic can't go anywhere at this point. There's no teams biting on him, so you're going to have to build around those players. So. You know, players like Zucker, who are in their prime, 28 years old, not old but not young, are going to be the pieces that move out when you try to bring in potentially um, a new pool. And I think that's what Billy Garen is doing here. I don't think they're going to full-on rebuild because, let's be honest, if they move out they, – I mean, they could move out Ryan Suter. He's 34, but he has 39 points this season in 56 games. That's insane, boys. It's absolutely insane. Zach Parise, 21 goals after having a shitty start to the season. So these guys have value. They could be moved. But if they retire away from this team, the Wild are going to be bitten in the ass even harder for that cap recapture. So you're kind of just stuck where you are for the next six years, and you have to continue to build around these players. So full-on rebuild, no. But changing of the guard, yes, absolutely. I mean, I just mentioned Chuck Fletcher's boys. They're all gone. It's over. So tell me, Isha, you're putting 50 bucks on the line. Minnesota Wild, they make the playoffs or they miss the playoffs? Where are you saying Dylan, we got more on the line. Do you remember the beginning of the season? This was brought to my attention. We're 
we had a bet that if uh, – you, know you know how gloomy October was? The Wild, you know, went one and six at one point. And, uh, right. You know, Bruce Boudreau even said in his latest – or one of his latest pressers, I believe the loss against Colorado, that, you know, they had their hiccups. They had their break. They can't afford to go on any sort of skid this season because they had it right out of the gates. Then I'm pretty sure we made a bet, and it's been brought to my attention. I'm scared that Shane's going to find the audio because I don't have proof yet, and I ain't going If anyone's going to find the audio, Shane I knew will it was Shane. Yeah, exactly. I knew it it's was been Shane. brought to my attention that we made a bet, and I, I don't remember what the angle was from your end, but the thing on my end was that if the Wild make the playoffs, I, I'm going to St. Paul. I, I have to go to St. Paul and see a game. So apparently that's already on the line, so I don't know if I want to throw any more money that way. Um, oh, Sub poll, is, is Isha going to fly or drive? Or maybe a third option, hitchhike. Also, oh, simple. I looked up the flights. If destination I... to spend all your life savings on <laughs> to go and to Devin Snow would game. say no. He he hates Minnesota. <laughs> I think the city's uh, I think a lot of damn cool. Do. Well, I mean, we're in, we're in Canada. Going to St. Paul is basically like seeing more Canada. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. going to Edmonton. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much a better Edmonton, maybe. Um, okay, you know what, boys? I, I, I'm I'm poor as fuck right now, so I wouldn't spend fifty bucks on this team because it's such a. It's such a wild card, and it's funny that they're competing for the wild card because so oh, many things. Oh, 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 what a play of words right there, <laughs> folks. Thank you, thank you. So many things, so many pieces have to fall into place. Um, Calgary has to keep losing. Oh, no, to be honest, I'm sorry to say the San Jose, Anaheim, they have to keep beating, you know, in-division teams. And, you know, oh, that's tough. taking away, well, taking away the opportunity from those at the top of the Pacific um, and central to to get points, but the fact that Minnesota they just beat Vegas that's huge. Because when I was going through some of the you know, some some of the upcoming games for the Wild, I was like, okay, Vegas, it, it, it's a must win. But it's a, it's a it's a team that okay, if they lose to, I understand. But you know, some of the lower end uh, Pacific teams or, or mid central teams, those are the teams that the Minnesota Wild have to beat and are scoreboard watching, making sure that you know the San Jose's, um, the Anaheim's, the LA's are beating you know. The Calgary's, uh, the Vancouver's, for example. So I wouldn't bet on it because it's crazy. But having said that, Minnesota Wild's a crazy team to bet on this year because the odds are always against them, especially on the puck line. And they put up sometimes up to seven goals in a game. I mean, they beat Dallas a few weeks ago, seven nothing. Whoever bet on that game, touching, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they're still playing meaningful games now, and and you can't really say that for the San Jose no. Sharks, right? So uh, I feel good for Isha. Thank you very much. It's been quite the roller coaster of a season, but it has for you guys too. It feels like opposite seasons. I mean, the Wilds started out so poorly, and the Sharks, I mean, started out treading water like they were they were fine, and then just began to sink. Um, one last thing I want on the Wild before I ask you boys a few questions is that I don't know if Billy Garen's also done. I've just I just scrolled through Twitter this second and uh, saw that there's rumors that a ton of offers are coming in for Matt Dumba. Now, in my opinion. Rodin's the safer bet because he's a two-way defender, defense first, and he's an incredible skater. Whereas Dumba, you're kind of shooting that his upside is going to reflect more in his play down the stretch when he becomes a more mature player. Um, offers are coming in left, right, and center, but apparently uh, Billy Guerin is saying that at the minimum, he wants a second-line center around the same age, you know, 25, 24 to 26 years old. And I think that's fair because the Wild have no depth at center. Boys, their top center is Eric Stahl, and their second-line center is don't even know it well i mean looking at what he got for uh jason zucker i mean i, I think he can get it done yeah, i mean just, just I mean, based off the one trade i mean he's yeah, exactly. he's done a pretty damn good job there in minnesota yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> correct <laughs> uh, 
Um, sweet boys. Okay, well, I guess I'll I'll take the reins now and uh, ask you guys a couple you questions. Take those reins. Oh, Isha's on. Isha's driving, folks. Watch out. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are making fun of me. <laughs> um. So, in regards to the sharks, like you said, they've had a nosedive this season, and you boys talk about in your podcast all the time it being attributed to goaltending, and I'm not gonna argue that. I have the goaltending stats in front of me. Here we um, go. Martin Jones has been absolute shit. But Aaron Dell, I mean, he, he's been fine for a backup goalie. I mean, uh, a 90 save percentage, that that's fine, especially when the league average is continually dropping. Um, 88 point, or 88 for Jones. I mean, that that's absolutely horrible. So I get that. But also I've heard that the Sharks, as far as a defensive team, and that's that's five on five. Because on the penalty kill, they have a surprising, I believe it's like 85% on the penalty kill. It's not that bad. But five on five, their defense is, is horrible. And I feel like, you know, you guys do talk about the goaltending a lot in your, your show, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about just the defensive breakdown five on five, starting from the forwards to the to the defense and how that's really affected this team. Because you guys can generate the goal generate goals when needed, but when you're leaking goals left, right, and center, I mean you can't always blame the goalie, even though I know producer T you love to rag on Jones. Well, no, you're right, and uh, well, I think Aaron Dell's had some good games this year. You're right; he's had a he's had a decent run so you far. You can always blame the goalie when it's Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> when, to, when Jones is in that, yeah. Sorry to interrupt there, but just to clarify. Yeah, when it's Jones, you can. And you're so right about the defense, though. I mean, yeah. five on five, we've really struggled all year. And I hate to pin it on two players, but when Brent Burns and Eric Carlson are logging the kind of minutes that they're logging, um, and they're not defensively responsible. You know they're they're pinching too much. They're they're trying to put up the points right now, which is fine. We we need offense from the back end, uh, but when it's costing us goals at that kind of rate, it really doesn't help us out in the long run. No, and and I can't, I can't believe their time on ice, like you said, at twenty four minutes uh, each. You know, Carlson twenty four thirty seven and Burns twenty four uh, fifty, and then there's a gap because the next highest is Evander Kane at under twenty and Meyer at seventeen. It's crazy that those guys eat up the amount of minutes they do. Well, and what we're seeing too is we we, we kind of lack uh, depth on defense. Uh, Vlach, Vlasic is a great defenseman, not having a great year so far. And then after that, there isn't too much. And I think that's uh, something that Doug Wilson has to maybe address on this team because, yeah, you know, those guys playing 25 minutes, they're great. They're great defensemen when they're in the offensive zone. They can run the power play. They can, you know, they have great shots from the point. But as we've seen multiple times this year, I mean, it's, it's been almost embarrassing sometimes the plays that have gone past Eric Carlson or Brent Burns. So I, I think that's pretty much the major issue that we're facing right now. No, I would totally agree with that. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the two, um, with it being Eric Carlson and Burns, because they are so good going forward. But, you know, Isha, you mentioned about the penalty kill being one of the highest in the league. And that's because we have the, our defensive-minded guys out there on the penalty kill. It's true. And they're actually pretty good on defense. But when you have those two guys logging that many minutes, that's a lot of ice time. I failed to mention Brendan Dillon, too. He's, had, he's yeah, having a pretty good honestly, season. Honestly, it's, it's, it's difficult to blame it on anyone but those two because they are on the ice for so long. And when they're not on the ice, the, the defense looks better. And it, it looks a little tighter. It looks a little more sure. You know, Structured, just, yeah. Yeah, and, totally. And if you're Bob Bugner, I mean, it's a tough situation for him because you have Brent Burns and Eric Carlson on the bench. I mean, are you not going to play those guys? You know, you're, you're in a tough yeah, spot the there. there. Look, the money, look, right? at, look at the money. Look at the goals they can produce. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's a tough spot there. 
you know, and there's, there's talks about maybe Brendan Dillon being moved. And I think that would be a big loss for this team because we need more defensively minded guys uh, that can make up for this. And uh, we, we just don't have it right now. If we lose him, that, that's just going to be a huge loss. Yeah, it's funny. I'm going through some of the, <clears throat> pardon the analytics here. And though Eric Carlson has a over 50% Corsi in Fenwick, as we've learned uh, by, you know, Dr. Matthew Arp on the ice analytics podcast. Sure. That's all fine and dandy when you're talking about, you know, generating offense and if, and that player being a, uh, you know, a positive for you in that sense, you know, being on the ice when your team scores respectfully, but that can be overshadowed 100% by being burned on simple five on five hockey plays. So um, I'm just looking right now and you know, there's some depth players who've played, you know, around, you know, have had cups of coffee with the team 25 games here in their 30 games and all their advanced stats look a little bit better because I assume they're just playing more of that simple game uh, rather than just run and gun hockey. And uh, I mean, what do you guys think is the relationship, you know, in the room, um, speculatively speaking, in regards to the goaltending and the, the defense right now? Because like you said, producer T, Brandon Dillon, you know, some of these more two-way, you know, uh, traditionally defensive, defensive guys or, you know, guys under a million dollars, you know, two-way guys coming up and, you know, just trying to make a name for themselves in the league and help the Sharks just win games, tread water back to that uh, metaphor. I mean, what do you think the relationship is like and how are these players, you know, how is the market and how do you think these players are, are feeling right now in that regard? Well, I mean, as far as far as the relationship between the the defense and the goaltending, I mean, at this point, I think the goaltenders are just kind of fighting for their lives. Um, I don't think we can. I don't. I don't. I don't have too much to dive into there because you know what I mean. It's. I don't think there's too much communication out there. That that's what I've seen a lot. And you know, an example of that is blowing these leads late in the game, and you can see the breakdowns. You can see that. You know, there is no communication, you know, not even off ice, but on ice, there's no communication between uh, right. goaltending and defense. And uh, I don't know, producer team, multiple times we've seen this um, late in games with those breakdowns, right? Totally. And I think we, we talked about another thing a lot of it is leadership. And one thing that we lost in the offseason was Pavelski. And one thing that yeah. we didn't replace whatsoever was that NHL experience that that person that's been in every situation that person that can you know make people you know make these guys motivated to hold on to those leads you know right. that's a, yeah that's a lot of a lot of that comes down to hard work and effort late in the third to blow to blow leads is because you're not working hard enough right till the very end right you know to see it consistently like that so I, th I think that Pavelski, and it's something that I've said all along, really, is that Pavelski really needed to be replaced better than he was, and he wasn't really replaced at all. So. Yeah, I mean, they brought in Patrick Marlowe. It's great to bring in a veteran guy, you know, and, you know, he's – he probably was late. It was late, and he probably has a voice in, in the locker room, yes. But at a certain point, you need the guys that are speaking up to, to also be the guys that are leading on the ice. Yeah. You, you need both of those, and we really don't have that right now. And I've said it before on the podcast, I mean, these next few years, we have to figure out the leadership group because it's not Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton anymore. Those guys are going to be gone very soon, and we're going to have to figure out life after those guys. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's also, you know, D Doug Wilson has a lot of work cut out for him in the next two years because I think, you know, leadership is not something that's easy to get. You can't just go to the free agent market and get leadership, but it's somehow he has to bring that into this locker room. Yeah, I mean, seven out of your guys' last 10 games, the Sharks have given up uh, north of three, three goals or more than that, which, you know, just talking about before the defensive breakdown, I mean, it's evident just as of late that that seems to be, you know, the, the issue right now. 
and you just you just segued it perfectly, Dylan. I mean, what does Doug Wilson have to do uh, next? I mean, obviously there's there's a there's a plethora of things that probably have to be tinkered on this team. You know, a few positions here, a few positions there. But what what is the first shoe to drop? What is the most important thing that needs to be addressed? Is it you know making sure that the the goaltending's fixed, or really take a hard look at Marlowe and Thornton and be like, we need to address these roster positions. It's over, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Thornton, you want to come back one more year? No, it's not happening. We don't have the roster space. I mean, what's the most important thing? And it could be something even outside of those two examples. Well, here's here's the big issue with that, you know, with Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. We're not necessarily trying to rush them out the door because I don't think there's any young guys knocking at the door waiting for those opportunities. We don't have the depth uh, as far as our prospect pool goes. 100% agree with that. And also, they're coming in at minimum um, contract, right? They're not yeah. asking for money. They're they're on team friendly deals. Exactly. I yeah. think, and they're still contributing. I don't think that's the, the the area that we're looking to replace necessarily. Like you said, rush out the door, Dylan. But it, it's that we don't have the young pieces like these other teams that you see around the league that are that are having these breakout years, like the Canucks, who have their young pieces in place. You know, Toronto's a very young team. I know they're struggling, but they... they There's have, so many teams with 21-year-olds totally, making a difference. Have, well, who do we have, Dylan? Like, yeah, we, you know, the list is short. You totally. know, we don't have... We have Meyer, but I think that's up. about it on the team. Meyer well, and I, Kevin LeBanc. Exactly. And, you know, Kevin LeBanc wants out. Right now. Kevin LeBanc is not a long-term shark because he's voiced that he wants no, out of the San Jose Sharks organization. So this cool. whole... The, the whole contract kind of bit us in the ass there with uh, Kevin LeBanc. Well, I was just going to say, he's probably so happy that he signed to one year. Could you imagine if he yeah. signed to six? He'd probably be like, fuck, man. Like, No, that's true. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for him, you know, He'll signing. He'll make money, though. Someone will pay him. He's a good He's player, got 13 but... goals. He's going to he's gonna get paid for sure. He's going to get paid, but he would have got paid more last year if he signed a big con- ticket somewhere, right? Uh, so, yeah, that that is kind of too bad. But, you know, back, back to the question, goaltending, goaltending, we have to address that. You know, if Martin Jones comes back next year with another stinker year, uh, we're not going to make the playoffs. Aaron Dell, yeah, he's playing all right, but that's not a long-term solution. Can you see Aaron Dell coming in next year, playing 60 games and, and putting up, you know, a 2.5 goals against average? Not going to happen. So we have to figure out something else there. Yeah, I mean, the Minnesota Wild are kind of in the, the same, you know, boat. I mean, Devin Dubnik has had an awful season, but there's a lot of off-ice issues going on. I mean, his wife has been very ill, and he's been dealing – he's been in and out of the lineup due, due to that. So, obviously, his headspace, you know, is, isn't in the game 100%. And Alex Stalock, you know, former Sharks, I mean, you guys should have kept him. He's been having a hell of a season. But, again, yep. he's not he's not a starter. Or if, he, or if he is, I mean, to bring it to a Vancouver Canucks market, he's uh, – he was like pre Luongo, you know, there was, there's was never really a, a bona fide starter up, up until then. I mean, you can, you can run through the list. I mean, that, that's kind of how I see where even in San Jose, you know, Javi Bullen back in the day, you know, he, he was a starter, you know, um, yeah, you, know, you can make that argument, but, but, but anyways, I think that the wild need to address that too, and at least get someone, if Devin Dubnik's not going to be with this team long-term, they're going to have to you know, address that as well. And then the Sharks, I know it's a little bit more dire as the Wild have been able to win despite shaky goaltending at time. And I know San Jose, uh, that hasn't been the case. Um, any Anything last, boys, that, that have come up in this conversation that, that you want to get into? I mean, uh, we could talk about, you know, trade rumors. We could talk about um, the, the, the direction of both of these respective teams and transition, you know, probably for hours the way that, you know, we can break down hockey, but is a is there anything else going on that you guys want to highlight? Is there anything coming up on your show? I mean, I could take some advice for your uh, segments here because my 
beer league segment was an absolute flop. I was talking to like five people, set up interviews. They all just, you know, after the, after, you know, you know what it was? A lot of them wanted to get paid for me to give them, uh, wow. to wow. give them free advertising. And then they just stopped talking to me when I was like, no, I just want to talk to you. I don't get it. Yeah, that's, uh, you, you told me about that. I mean, free advertisement. How can you say no to that? Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, well, my, my bookie's thrown up in their mouth right now, and I'm just mentioning this. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They really are. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, we have some fun segments on yeah. uh, the Stuck, Stick Hungry podcast. Just don't put your dick in that measuring cup. Yeah, no, that's that's the you know we've been worried about that the whole time. <laughs> uh, we were a little bit on edge the entire interview because it's just sitting there in the back. It's kind of lurking in the background. Uh, we talked about the it before the measuring cup. We we were we talked about it before the show. I mean, Isha doesn't have the greatest lighting on the video, and it looks yeah. kind of like horror movie ish. And he's got this measuring cup just lurking in the background. I don't know. I just I just feel a little bit uncomfortable here. Isha. Well, well. For some context, for the Soda Pod listeners, wh- why are we talking about <laughs> yeah, measuring? Yeah, what's going on? You, you guys explain it. I mean, it's it's your oh, caller. God. Well, I mean, we just have very dedicated fans, Shane. You have one in particular. <laughs> one in particular. Yeah. yeah. So we we have our own in-house our artist on the Stick Hungry yeah. podcast, uh, and it's a rapper. It's Shane Van Ice, and every week he comes through he's with a voicemail uh, rapper. Yeah, and he comes comes in with <laughs> the. Uh, the, the dirtiest yeah. rap, some might say. The bangers from Tanger. Started off, started off quite, like, quite tame. friendly and tame, and then out of nowhere, he started having quite... Uh, well, out of nowhere, yeah. essentially, he came out one week announcing that there was now a dick measuring contest and he, and, and he pulled producer T into it. Yeah. Luckily I get to sit on the side and just laugh. I, know, about I don't it. know why he's never pulling you into the dick measuring stuff. So, uh, and then, uh, and then the next rap, when we questioned him about it, uh, he was saying, Came you know, using, you use a measuring cup and all this. I can't remember the context, but, uh, I'll run it. I'll run it here. I'll run it here for the listeners. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, he's got, <laughs> oh, he's got he's, the, he's got the audio. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so basically pretty was asking in response, uh, you know, how do you, how do you measure, a dick in a measuring cup so i was gonna i'm not gonna whip up my dick don't worry but i uh, like you'd have to like you'd have to like oh, dip it in and do the old swirl what the old swirl bud if that's then you got your dick you just drop like it in there man. and you got about 500 mils of dick wow well if you got 500 mils good for you if it's, um, laying on, if it's twirling around like that then very good for you yeah no exactly unless you're just like maybe you just have it on the ground and you're just hovering above and you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah like you, you lower it in and then you see and you see that would be measured that would be measuring with height and this is mils so you gotta you gotta that's you gotta true. Feel the circumference. Oh, that's true that's true like yeah. that swirled ice cream in the bowl this is ridiculous. Oh, that's gross. All right. Anyways. Um, I, I hope, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know do not how much longer this conversation is going to go on. I don't know how much longer we're going to let it go on because it's, it's we'll really probably, gone out yeah. of hand. That, that it has. But what other segments you guys got going on on the, uh, the, the Stick Hungry podcast, which is killer new logo, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, brand new logo. It's, uh, it's, it's really a piece of art. It, it really is. Uh, you know, we have Pity the Fool. We haven't done that for yeah. a couple of weeks uh, where we, we highlight like uh, fools in the league. We might have to uh, jump in there. I think the last Pity the Fool was uh, Turtle Chuck there. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. the Battle Turtle of Turtle Chuck, I like Turtle that. Chuck, yeah. So uh, we also have 
uh, Tankathon. We do yeah. the draft lottery simulator. We always have a great poll question. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, speaking of Tankathon, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to write this down. Minnesota's been having a fucking grand old time in your oh, Tankathon. Oh, my God. We won man. the third this round pick, the fifth round pick. The first round pick. You got the first yeah. round twice in a row moved up to like 11 spots. If yeah, Minnesota misses the playoffs, barely. Cool. Um, and then I'm, get the first rounder. I got some good vibes coming out of the Stick Hungry podcast, let me tell you. I hope yeah. that's yeah. some foreshadowing. You know what? I mean, we've, we've run it quite a few times. And I'm going to say Minnesota and Chicago have performed yeah. the best By out far. of all teams uh, so far. So there you go, Soda Pod listeners. Minnesota Wild, you're going to do well in the draft lottery. Once I'll say one playoffs. thing. I'll say, I'll say two things. The Minnesota Wild, they're due. And, and secondly, fuck Chicago. So there you go. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all sit here sure. and agree with that. We're on the same page here. Yeah, there we go. That's, uh, that's a nice little happy ending. I approve I this message. Okay, sh- should we end off with just one C- CHLY story? Like, you got anything oh, off the top of your head? Oh, so do do we want to talk about... Every time is the rat. Do we want to talk about the, you know, maybe the, the soccer guys who came up after us dropped the hammer? Maybe uh, the show before us who like to get a little jiggy with it in the office? Like, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's talk about a certain show that came after our hockey show. Um, and, and we actually called in a few times to them. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I hope it's this they, one. They, they were, oh, yeah. they were uh, this is a hands down classic. They were dicks. Um, <laughs> to, to put it lately, um, you know, we'd be recording, oh we'd be trying to end off our show, and like they would come up to the window with like shit written on a page and like bang it on the window, pointing at it. I'm trying to do the outro. I'm looking at the stuff going on, and uh, right, we're working the clock here. And usually we were late. Like Arby, you know, yeah, the, the station radio. manager, he was like, you know, give five minutes for commercials and transition, and we'd go right to like three minutes, two minutes before like the top of the hour. We Every show that came after us was, well, for, for the first uh, year anyways, was always a little late. And these guys wanted in like 10 minutes before. They wanted to get all their, you know, they basically wanted to do their prep 10 minutes before the show where, you know, there's fucking offices and computers for that shit. I mean, Dylan and I, we would come, even pretty soon, we'd come two hours ahead of time for a two-hour show sometime, make sure everything's ready. Um, a couple trips to trail, not a big deal, yeah. uh, and get all loose for the studio. And yeah, these. What was the name of their show? We just called them the Philosophy Dicks. There, there was uh, spring, spring it forward. Yeah, spring it forward. Spring was forward. The show. Okay. Uh, it was a philosophy okay. show, and it was it was a guy and a woman. Well, the the one thing that we have to remember <laughs> here is that the guy would walk in. No oh matter yes. What, no yes. matter what. No matter yeah. what time of the year, folks. Oh yeah. Okay. Snow outside. Rain Dylan, outside. Dylan, send me this clip. Outside. <laughs> Okay, this guy, we'd see him drive up and park, but this man would walk in in spandex bike shorts no matter what, all the time, every, every time. single day. No, like without We live exception. in Canada, and this guy's wearing bike shorts in the middle of winter. Every single day. He's driving a freaking Volkswagen, and he's got the padded ass pads. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, yeah. it was uh, just, that alone was distracting enough when you're trying to Okay, record. so these guys, sometimes, we, we played a lot, like, we'll have to get through this pretty quick, but we... We, we fucked with these guys quite a bit, you know, oh, yeah. on two occasions in particular. Uh, in one where we almost got exposed by the station manager. Yeah. And the second was uh, <laughs> where we got other people to call in and we just listened and, and, and laughed on the, on the radio. So which one do you want to talk about first? The, uh, the, 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 let's, the, let's start off with the banger. Let's start off with the big one. Um, so basically going off what uh, producer T was saying about the tight, uh, biker shorts or biker yeah. pants. Uh, we figured <laughs> tight pants. Uh, we figured we th- we throw in a little jab because they, they like Isha said, they'd be fucking with us. They were demanding. Well, and, and, 
they would take jabs at, at us on their show. Be like, we tried to get in here oh, early, totally. but the guys, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, sorry, show, uh, sorry, folks. We'd have a great show for you this week, but, but, this week, but we couldn't get in early because of the uh, hockey show. Two hours about hockey. I don't know how they talk about how, it. That I was my favorite one when you yeah. said that. Like, bitch. I mean, um, just because we're not philosophy and you can only last 20 minutes without blowing your brains out. Oh, yeah. sorry. So anyways, one day perusing on YouTube, I find a song from uh, Will Ferrell actually on Saturday Night Live, uh, the tight pants song. So we decided, you know what? This fits in pretty well. So we're going to throw in this tight pants song. But, you know, it's a radio station. So there's, uh, there's commercial file, files and PSA files that you throw in between shows. Numbered so, and cataloged, et cetera. Exactly. So we disguised the tight pants song as a PSA and we went onto the schedule and we wrote in, we scribbled out whatever was supposed to be in there. And we wrote because in that run, happened at the studio. P- PSA 77. Now there was 77 and they ran PSA 77. We called it PSA 77 tight pants awareness. And they, <laughs> still it. And they still ran it, and it was—they must have been so shocked. Uh, oh. The next day, we get a uh, call or an email from the station manager asking us what this is. Um, what was the excuse? I think we we, we, thought, tried, like, we thought long and hard about the excuse too. Yeah. This was like a three-day excuse. I told them, <laughs> I told them that we were just fucking with producer T. Right, because yes, producer was T was new. We said we we're yeah. we're messing with producer T as a new producer at the station. We're just messing with him a little bit. Um, disregard. And then he was like, "Can I delete the file?" We're like, "Yeah, we're like, go ahead, delete the file." Delete the file. Yeah. Um, that was that was a that was a hell of a time. But we we got a lot more uh, chili stories for you this summer, or really whenever we get together and do some a Patreon content. Maybe we keep talking oh, man, about doing we, content. We need to have like a, just a, a chili round table. The chili talk. vault. The chili vault, and yeah, that's that's a summer chili segment vault. right there. Hell, hell oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I call a teaser. Because you know what, Dylan, the the second part of this story. Uh, the second time we fucked with these guys and didn't get caught because we had uh, we had some people acting on our behalfs doing our dirty work. Uh, that will oh, save yeah. for Patreon. That'll be our next Patreon yeah. episode. I mean, I'll probably see you this weekend as we always do work this weekend. Or we'll figure out a time soon to to do a little Patreon. Um, you know, Bruce G, you can join us too, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get into that story. Maybe yeah, we'll start the chi- the vault of chili or the chili vault or the depths of hell, however we want to call it. We'll get that going. The, the as well. depths okay. of chili. There we go. The there depths we, of chili. I love oh, it. Boys, I can't this wait. has been an absolute pleasure. It's so fun catching up with you guys. It just it oh. felt like old times because yeah. we go off the rails because we were a general hockey uh, talk radio show. We sprinkled in some Vancouver Canucks and local stuff. But when but when we got into the local stuff, especially with the old Vicks, no Vicks, Bikes and <laughs> VIU rivalry, the shit got heated. And uh, yeah. you know, Produce T got suspended a couple times. It was great. No, it, you know, it is like old times. It, you know, we could just go off because our show was actually two hours long. Live on the radio. Sometimes we three. would sit sometimes there. Sometimes three, too. Sometimes, yeah, we just start early and say, fuck it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we, we would just ramble on for two hours. So, yeah, we could keep going here for we another two. We got away two. with a lot of stuff we probably shouldn't. Oh, man. Hey, we, we got away with more stuff on that radio station than I think 99% of anyone that's ever worked in a radio station. And But do you know what? I learned so much. Doing oh, yeah, stuff. absolutely. It's amazing. So, though, Chili... Uh, I don't know if they're relieved to have the show that brought them the best ratings leave or not, but uh, it's, it was a blast. And boys, deal. it's been a blast. Um, where can uh, all my listeners find you on social media and whatnot? Well, you can find the show at Stick Hungry Pod, the greatest San Jose Sharks podcast. You can follow really myself is. 
at DYL underscore THPN. And you can follow myself at producer underscore T-E-E. You nailed it, bud. Ooh, first try. You, you guys got a few contests too you want to plug? Uh, I think yes. we just wrapped up, didn't we? Well, we wrapped up the uh, Thornton. Joe Thornton giveaway. But we also yeah. have a puck to give away, right. the uh, Brent Burns puck. So yeah. send us submissions on. It's not this one. Not There's that. Not the, there, he's holding a hockey puck, folks. <laughs> uh, that That is, you're right, that's a hockey puck. Uh, we're, so, but we're giving away a different hockey puck that's signed by Brent Burns. Uh, so check out our Twitter page for information on that contest. Amazing stuff. Folks, you can find me at VI Sports Talk, but go follow the Soda Pod. Starting to you know, get more and more up, interactive. Um, starting to get more and more followers. And, um, and actually, if you, uh, want, to, if you want to you know, catch my show and uh, more shows in regards to Minnesota, I mean, Judd Zolgad does some great work at the Score North. And I actually called into their show this morning talking about the Jason Zucker trade. I just saw it on Twitter, boys. And I'm like, oh, I'll call in. I got a Minnesota number here. And turns out I was the first one on the show, and I just went off to the point where, like, you could tell that they were, like, pumped that a guy from Victoria, B.C. was calling. But then, then they just cut me off right at the end there. But it was so funny. As they were queuing me in, uh, Declan Goff, the producer and co-host on the, the Judd Zolgad show, he was like, where are you from? Like, Victoria, British Columbia. And he was like, where? I'm like, Victoria, British Columbia. And he's like, Columbia? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we're talking about West Coast Canada here. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, shows what Americans know about Canadian yeah. geography, but uh, I'm not going to go Hawaii of much Canada, baby. Hawaii of Canada. It's been a pleasure, boys. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds great, buddy. Thanks, bud. And there you have it, folks. Isha Jerome, straight from the Hawaii of Canada. <laughs> Great interview, though. That <laughs> was, was uh, that was a good one. It was it was really fun, actually. You know, we the, talked about a lot of, uh, of good stuff. Yeah, no, the Minnesota Wild are having a surprisingly good season. Unlike us, we're having unlike a surprisingly us, yeah. bad season. There seems to be quite out, a, out of character for, for us. For sure, there seems to be quite a few teams, Dylan, that has to be, be that are having these good seasons. And uh, we seem to have definitely been one of the casualties in the process of that. But uh, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, talking about casualties, we did take another L against Calgary, and uh, we did that. That kind of prompted oh. a backlash from their fans a little bit. Um, You're gonna want to hear this Dylan, one. Do you want to do you want to set up uh, set the scene a little bit for this one? I'm not sure how you want to how you want to let the fans process it. Well, whenever there's something Calgary. You know, there's there's things that go together. You know, yeah. like uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, steak and eggs. I mean, that's yeah. that's an odd one, <laughs> sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you know, America rodeo and a- and a- like and, and apple pie. Sure. You yeah, know, you know? And the Calgary and the Stampede. Yeah, you get Calgary and the Stampede. But when the Calgary Flames come through town, you yeah. know what that brings with. That brings Lindenwood from the hood. Lindenwood, the, 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 the Calgary Flames troll, the one and, and he, only. He found the open phone number. And you know what he did? He called in. Yeah. And uh, he didn't I don't go know. easy on us, folks. He didn't go easy, but uh, I'm, I'm going like you He was in a popping joint, too. Oh, it was a, it was a bumping place, wherever yeah. that is. Yeah. Like, is, he, is he in Calgary? I mean, I know it's not the Stampede now. Uh, but it's some. I mean, there was there was plenty of action. Is some oh. coffin. It was an interesting I scene. Yeah, I'm it must sure. have been a, a, one of those bars where you can still smoke in. I yeah, guess. I don't man. Know. You know what it was? It's probably you know what Lindenwood un- from the hood. underground casino. He was probably out in Red Deer with with Rick from Red yeah, Deer. Yeah, in, in a little backwoods tavern with yeah. like 19 people and all the whole population it's actually of, just some dude's basement yeah really they're all, all there though. they're all smoking and drinking all day yeah Any, anyways talking, <laughs> watching calgary take because that's all they want to do so great setup for linden wood <laughs> here uh here he is folks 
Wake up, you shark pussies. It's Linda Wood from the hood. How you doing, guys? The Tyler Sagan look alike, hey? So how about the wind last night? Those boys in the red, the flaming sea. Oh, the four, the four horsemen right there. Lucic. Oh, Renato. Sankarski. God damn, god damn. What a win. If you get scored on by Lucic and Renato, just close down your franchise. You guys are done. That first overall pick's going to Ottawa. Just shut down your franchise now. Eric Carlson for $11 million. Brent Burns, $11 million. What the hell? What is going on? Trey Thornton right now. Trey Marlowe right now. Send him away. Let them win the Stanley Cup somewhere else. You know, just send, send Thornton to uh, Calgary so he can win the Stanley Cup. What the hell, hey? What the hell? I'll take big Joe Thornton, Jumbo Joe. He's tremendous, just like Jerome McGinley, just like me. <laughs> you know what's tremendous, guys? Me. I'm fucking tremendous. But anyway, boys, one love. Go Flames, go. And Johnny Hockey, man. Johnny Hockey. Tremendous. I don't know. What do you think about that call? It was kind, oh. of, it was kind of all over the place. Just and so many treats. It, it, here's, here's the thing. It was really all over the place. And and the coughing. There's just a lot of coughing <laughs> in the background. It's just, it was suspicious. He's like, yeah, there's like, and there's he's not. Music. And, and here's here's the thing. He's not in a hospital. <laughs> like that's the, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like because there, there's music and you can hear that there's like liveliness. Yeah. But there's also coughing like you're in a hospital. So yeah. Lyndon, I'm not there's, sure there's where some you're smoking going on. Yeah, there. I'm Lyndon, not saying nothing, but hey, you know, it and. One love, folks. That one was love. that was one love. Great call um, from at BC Wood thirteen, though. There you go. Check him out on Twitter, Dylan. We did take a, a thump into the flames. We probably deserved uh, that from Lyndon. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> Fair I, I, I do I do think that he was kind of overboard in that Thornton would end up in Calgary. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think who's, that's, who's leaving San Jose for the dumpster fire of Calgary? I did say he was a troll. I, d- yeah. I did say that at the start, and uh, yeah, folks, he, he's and a troll. He's what a troll job he did but we love him so uh like dylan uh he just mentioned his twitter handle check him out on twitter uh and make sure to call the sharks line because it could be you calling in drunk from some weird coughing bar <laughs> some smoking bar from the <laughs> 60s you know you can be like, that could be you <laughs> dream uh, big dream big it, exactly what's, what's the number producer t i have no idea i don't remember <sighs> six i had six, it last six, time nine two zero one i did have it last time nine five four five six six nine two zero one nine five four five it's not even that hard like it's, it's a pretty not, easy I number i don't know like, it's been six, a long six, nine, it's been a like, long Six and then you can throw a sixty-nine in there. Whatever. Two zero one. I then but nine five four five. My brain's too full already. Of what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? That, I know why. Like I said, it has been a long show, Dylan. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up here? Uh, you know what? Thank you. Big shout out to Isha Jerome for yes, joining us again, on this thank episode. You, Isha. Uh, made it a great one. Always interesting. And and Lindenwood. Well, not really. Thank you, but more of a fuck. Oh, you, but. hey, there you go. We, uh, Thanks for using the sharks line. Though. We we got a we have a Shane wrap. It hasn't been produced yes. yet. We got it. We got it just before recording. Right. So we're gonna have to throw that on yeah. the next one. I, I'm gonna say producer T. He did send me a text uh, saying that there's some more positive things. Yeah. In this one about okay. You. I've been more, trying to more, more than just being like human and not a cannibal. And not, a, not a cannibal. Okay. Um, yeah, because that, that, like that'll make sense when, once yeah. you guys hear the next rap. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. All right, um, folks. Uh, that, if that's not a teaser, yeah. I don't know what is. 
Uh, thanks for joining us on the Stick Hungry Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow myself at producer underscore TEE. You can also follow the network at HockeyPodNet. That's a wrap from us, folks. That's a, a wrap. One. That's a wrap. Have a good one, folks. Hey guys, I want to tell you about two other great shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. First, we have Ice Analytics with Dr. Matthew Arp. Ice Analytics dives into the numbers behind the game you love. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Ice Analytics. Then, we have Tales of TR with former NHLer Terry Ryan. Terry brings his great storytelling abilities to the mic alongside guests which include current and former players. Both these shows are available on the Hockey Podcast Network, which you can find on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team. Everywhere.